Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. How to create a great content strategy and implement it. It's very important today because we have many things to do and competition is huge. It's hard to uh, overcome them with generic strategies uh, because I see it's a big cliche when companies are uh, replicating their competitors and they can't get results. That's why I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Bart Magera. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. We chatted a little bit about uh, creating uh, content strategy and so the main topic. And uh, yeah, we are going to cover more about SEO, how to do it in SEO field. And we know that SEO brings more traffic than any other channel. So it's important to do it. And, you know, it's interesting that 10 years ago, I didn't consider a lot about buying persona, about uh, competitors because competition was low. Today, it's hard. Now all topics are overwhelmed, overpriced, and it's better to find something that your competitors ignore. Because I see when companies' websites can't get results for a long time, some of them can't get for two, three years because they just do what competitors do. <laughs> you know, it's better to find something else where you can bring a much better content, create uh, value, uh, share value. And uh, Bart, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you enjoy your time in Thailand. So a little bit about me. Um, I came to Thailand nine years ago, uh, originally working as a teacher. Um, and then I started learning about SEO. And I've been in SEO for about seven years. Because uh, about seven years ago, I built my first website and it's a real business and it's still uh, online and still making money. Uh, so that was like my introduction to a food uh, SEO. Mm -hmm. And since then, I worked for a few companies. I was involved in first link building. And then I got into content writing because I, as being a teacher, I like enjoyed writing. And I I'm, I've, turned out I'm pretty good at it. I offered this as a service and this eventually moved into like a full SEO service and uh, mainly content driven. So that, those were my biggest wins. And yes. yeah, I, I, I can talk about content. I learned a lot along the way. Like, for example, you know, uh, one of the wins, for example, I can I can share with you. But mm -hmm. I learned along the way and, and tested as well. It's like, for example, if you have a domain you can have different power domains. You can have a fresh domain or you can have an age domain with some power behind it, like DR, even 30, 40, that, that is some power versus zero, right? So one thing you can actually quantify and measure now in SEO is uh, keyword difficulty. And you can various tools to verify that. And you can, you can uh, match that keyword difficulty with the highs and the lows of the traffic of your domain, actually, which, is, which correlates with the domain power. And you can actually gauge the difficulty of the keywords to your domain. So a lot of the guesswork is actually re removed. And then you, you know, then you find those keywords. If the broad keywords are too difficult, you go for the long tails and you try to divide them in topics, topics that can be linked with, with each other. And that creates that topical map uh, with, you know, uh, topics that are related to each other and 
people can go back and forth between them and that creates a really nice uh, signal to Google. And uh, that's, I, I've been getting a lot of wins in this way, for example. Nice, nice, love it. Yeah, we can touch link building as well. I know it's important. It's hard to get results without link building. It's possible, it's possible because content is the number one ranking factor. And if you have authority, a loyal audience, and I know webmasters can ignore link building because of having strong benchmark. But if you start without this benchmark, it's better to consider link building. But let's talk about uh, creating content, even writing text, because you mentioned that you have this experience to teach uh, students and you love writing. And I see when uh, many websites usually rewrite. So they don't create something new. Uh, they don't spend time with research, with providing something new. Today, you don't need to do it. If you want to get rewriting, just go, go to chat GPT and ask, please rewrite me anything, you know, or create a new piece of uh, text. So, uh, but I think it's more important to bring something new. Can you tell about your research, how you uh, learn? customers, users who will consume your content and uh, create something that competitors or any other websites on Google uh, don't have. Yes. So right now the Google search algorithm um, is, you know, it's made some advancements and now it understands the search intent much better. So, and it's very intricate with that, very detailed and it's very sensitive. So whatever you ask, whatever your input is, the, the result you will get. The same is with AI and ChatGPT. If your input is basic, you will get a bas basic output. But so if you ask you know, detailed questions, you can get very interesting results. So what you have to do is satisfy the search intent. So you have to first understand it, what it is, and try to answer the question, help the user. And if you can figure out that, you will get rewarded by Google. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, before we start writing, we need to have the right content strategy. In my experience, many websites don't understand how to use keyword research tools. It doesn't matter what kind of tools, SEMrush, Ahrefs, Google Keyword Planner, Ubersuggest, most name them. A lot of tools we have today. Many of them are great, have own advantages, disadvantages. But I see when webmasters open new keyword research tool, uh, type their keyword, let's imagine weight loss, then they see uh, volume and wow, I want to get traffic with weight loss. Uh, you know, in the top 10 results, billion dollar companies, you know, companies that have uh, authority, trust, mm -hmm. anything to deserve these positions. It's hard to overcome that. Uh, it's the same like uh, if I'm going to create a new Tesla or iPhone. So yeah, it takes time to create this product, a big team. That's why uh, it's better to find what big brands, competitors ignore. Can you tell your way how to create the right content strategy? Uh, the right content strategy. Uh, first of all, you have to figure out what is the goal of your content strategy. Is it to maybe sign up for a newsletter or maybe watch a video on YouTube? Let's say with martial arts, for example, that can be the case. Or just get traffic. Uh, you know, I like I have experience with a lot of news websites that have millions of traffic and they hardly ever monetize that traffic with ads or something. Uh, 
So uh, what, but, you know, broadly speaking, what is a great content strategy? A great content strategy is a strategy, first of all, that can be sustained and can be uh, consistent and can cover all the topics, as many topics as possible in your niche um, that answers all the questions and incorporates a lot of structured data because Google really loves structured data, but that's really going into the content itself. Uh, but uh, so is the content strategy itself. It should be uh, designed that it goes from top to bottom. So, uh, and going with different intent. Uh, Google really loves information. Uh, you know, like I was hit, for example, in 2022, 2020 core update and the review update, uh, which is what many websites who got hit uh, when you got like too much review content. And I've seen many websites uh, do the same mistake and fall. <laughs> so uh, now we have more, more, a little bit more information about what Google likes. And Google likes information. And if you can provide the information and the value to the user with your great content strategy, you will get rewarded in many keywords and traffic. And you can do something with that traffic for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm interested about how to stand out from the rest. You know, because, uh, you know, I love this book. Uh, Seth Godin wrote a book about uh, purple cow. You know, when uh, customers can see purple cow, not uh, mm -hmm. like 50 or 100 uh, white cows. So it's important to stand out from the rest. And uh, what I found that uh, when uh, content creators analyze competitors, see what they write, they rewrite today even ChatGPT can do it, many other AI tools can do it, but it's better to provide something new. Uh, yes. Can you tell how to do it, how to provide something yeah. that your competitors don't have? Yeah, exactly. So when you're analyzing your competitors, right, and trying to compile like a, um, bullet points, uh, headings, your H2s and H3s and H4s, um, Yes, you can make them uh, look better and all of that, but yeah, how to make it actually better? You have to provide something new. You, you have to provide some kind of a new twist or a piece of information, uh, something that, that's not in that piece already. Uh, maybe some personal anecdote, because that will get recognized both by the user and by Google as a unique component. And it can provide value, like a, for example, like an opposing viewpoint. Uh, or something that hasn't been mentioned, like a small detail, chemical detail, this will get noticed. These things get picked up. Uh, you know, it also can be found in the Yandex leak because, because, you know, many of these ranking signals are very, very similar to Google and they do matter. So these things now matter because there's like over 2,000 signals and basically Yandex is, you know, very similar to Google. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> a little off topic. You know, uh, I found that many influencers, big websites don't know about Google algorithms. They don't know about Facebook, LinkedIn algorithms. And for me personally, I think uh, they don't need to know about that. Uh, for example, like Gary Vee, uh, he's famous about learning what customers want to get, users want to get, not Google or Facebook or LinkedIn or Snapchat, because uh, all algorithms uh, want to satisfy user intent. Uh, it's impossible to learn 2,000 algorithms. Google uh, provides uh, 7,000 changes a year. It's a lot. Uh, even yeah. John Mueller 
sometimes <laughs> doesn't know what's going on on the Google. And uh, I read a few uh, studies uh, when uh, uh, specialists on Google uh, told they don't know how AI can rank these websites <laughs> because uh, it's a complex mechanism. But if you think about human being, about people, you don't need to think about algorithms because algorithms created for human to satisfy their intent, to help and support them as much as possible. So if you, uh, if people like your content, then Google will feed people more with this content. Can you tell about how to satisfy user intent? How do I know that users will love my content? Um, good question. How will I know if my users will love my content? Yeah. Well, so for example, one of the problems with AI is it's really bad at this. AI is uh, gets a lot of things wrong, and the intent mm -hmm. wrong sometimes, and the answer to the problem or solution wrong, providing uh, incorrect data. Uh, so you know there is no <laughs> a real answer to that. Uh, because uh, uh, there are so so many different queries you can get, you know, like review queries. So uh, in some cases, and I know people who run businesses reviewing products, um, where, which they test the products, they order the products, and they review them. So it's a viable way of uh, running a business, making money. Like there are people who professionally review different kinds of things, and people read and it's a, you know, a trustworthy piece of content and provides real value and the person gets rewarded. So that's uh, amazing to me. So, um, you know, you have to help the user and, and if you can figure out the way to help them, you, again, they will get rewarded, you will get rewarded. It's not really, you're not trying to trick the algorithm or anything like that. Uh, I believe, you know, the algorithm is actually a reflection of, of humans. It's just uh, getting better and better of reflecting how we think, how we ask, how we inquire, how we are curious, and how we find solutions to problem problems. It's just an extension of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, once I spoke with Jim Edwards. He worked in Business Insider for ten years. Then company was sold for five hundred million dollars, uh, and he told me that their success depends on creating non-boring content you know i found uh, some content can be valuable share value but it's boring and people don't like boring content it's uh, that's why uh, from all books that we have today uh, readers only read on the average five percent of all books so uh, they start reading and skip it because not interested it's boring and I actually give I you an example yeah, uh, uh, I just remembered uh, because that was actually my first win in SEO when I was building that website uh, about honey. And I was trying to find some information and about this grading system of Manuka honey from New Zealand. And I couldn't find it. It was like spread all around. So I decided I'm going to make the best one. And I did. And I ranked it number one. And it got me a lot of traffic over the years. Uh, so yeah, you can actually, you know, look at content, you can look at several pages, which you mostly do, and you can compile them, mix them together. And that's how you make the best one. If you can do that, you can quantify it as well. 
you know compare the headings some of them will be similar some some of them can be kind of fluff uh, you can see it in other tools like surfer seo which i use you can actually uh, make a calculation of which heading will be useful to the user and which not and uh, you can figure out that some of them will just be unnecessary mm -hmm. yeah yeah agree he, uh, you know uh, uh, creating uh, non-boring content it doesn't mean that you need to entertain your audience uh, for example if you are not good with uh, i don't know like uh, with uh, sharing jokes because uh, you know even humor it takes time to learn to mm -hmm. practice to get the skills and uh, once uh, uh, i read a book about a girl uh that uh, you know uh, she didn't have any friends she was uh, an introvert uh, uh, then she decided to post content about herself on plum uh, on uh, tumblr and similar websites uh, a million people started to follow her because million people are the same so she didn't try to create a vision uh, who she is she created uh the original version of herself and people love it people love to uh get honesty to get yes. re reality you know for example yeah. um i can't replicate joe rogan you know joe rogan is the most popular uh, in audio podcast but i can't i can't because it's far away from my style you know so can you tell about uh how to be yourself for example you know i uh, i can learn about customers i understand their pain points but in the end i wanna be myself so any insights about that <laughs> i mean like how um, to combine yeah also you know this works uh, in seo and and in psychology very well and in the algorithms as well because you know, and there's many tests and experiments with, which confirm this. If you tell a story, any kind of story, and you want to create an emotion, yeah, it might feel sad, might feel happy. If, but if you put a face on it, not, all of a sudden you have a million watching and listening. So, if you can get personal and vulnerable, also this is something that speaks to people and relates to the the previous point because people no longer buy the fluff the algorithm doesn't buy the fluff so uh, they always don't need to always be entertained sometimes they like straight to the point honest but clear and concise professional information and this is what passes also mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay uh let's get back to the main topic about uh creating uh content strategy uh, you know uh Another thing that I see when webmasters, uh, you know, when they provide keyword research, they take a lot more keywords than having resources to create high quality content. So, for example, if uh, I get like a uh, hundred topics, but only have two hands, it's hard for me to write about hundred topics uh, because it takes time. I mean, like to create high quality content uh medium quality low quality uh yeah. the average quality don't work today you can't yeah. get results with medium quality only super high quality content sometimes even if you create this content it doesn't mean that you can get results you need to create a, a few pieces of high quality content uh, to overcome competitors can you tell about uh choosing priorities if i have 100 topics 
that are related to my buying uh, persona, uh, related to my products, unique selling proposition, uh, how to choose priorities, uh, what to take, first, second, third, and uh, so on. The strategy I use, uh, yeah, and it would work great actually if we had a hundred topics, uh, even not uh, connected to each other, you could create those topical maps with pillar pages. So decide which are the most competitive and the most difficult to rank for, perhaps. Those can be service pages as well, but that doesn't doesn't have to, but it, there is a strategy. So for example, if it's like a service, like a, you know, SEO service, it will be 99 difficulty, but it doesn't, you don't have to rank it. You know, you can use it as a service page, but it can be a pillar page of a topic cluster. And yeah, you have to figure out uh, which, which are your pillar pages. You start off with those and then you go into topic clusters. Uh, you figure out the SEO titles and ideally you create some anchor text that's related to all those topics. You interlink them. If you can do that, it will create a nice web of flow and navigational wonders for Google, which really likes. So that's how I would approach. I would first approach the pillar pages and the topic clusters and then connect them and then go down maybe uh, some uh, supporting topics. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you think how it's important uh, to create these pillar topics? Uh, uh, for example, I don't know. Let's take the example weight loss. Uh, uh, and uh, exactly. pillar like topics can be... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, pillar topics, uh, for example, if we sell weight loss pills, I don't recommend weight loss pills just for example because people are looking for simple solutions how to lose weight so uh, some of them can't believe that pills can help them uh, let me tell the truth it's not <laughs> because you know once i, I listened to a, a great episode uh, about losing weight yeah. and uh, uh guest of this uh, audio podcast uh shared that uh, the best way to lose weight it's not training hard it's not uh, taking pills it's drinking water just drink water as much as possible like two three liters a day uh, of course it's important to eat healthy food it's important to train because it's a healthy issue but for losing weight you need to drink water you know it costs nothing almost nothing you know you don't need to pay for pills but I'm anyway sorry. yeah <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's imagine weight loss pills. Uh, and pillar topics can be like weight loss pills cheap, weight loss pills reviews, uh, um, losing weight pills, uh, I don't know, like the best, you know. So can you tell how it's important to write only about pillar topics and don't touch other topics like weight loss shakes or uh, uh, how to lose weight by drinking water any insights about that uh, no you you would still do those um uh, th those those posts would you you would actually use to rank those would be like blog posts and the other ones would be like you know service pages for example just uh, just just an example uh, but you have to do all of those especially with the fresh domains uh, domain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay i'm interested about uh link building you mentioned that you <laughs> have experience with link building and uh, of course today uh, i think 
in my experience, black hat SEO doesn't work. Probably someone still can get results with that. I can't deny it. Uh, but uh, for me, it's hard to find the last time when someone uh, is talking about PBN uh, or Web 2.0, I don't know, any other uh, shady link building techniques because a few years ago that was more hot than today. Today, I don't see even this content. But anyway, can you tell how to find the right link building campaign? Because we have many link building techniques and I see when uh, companies uh, try to get almost everything guest posting, skyscraper, broken link building, PR. So can you tell how to find the right one and go ahead with that? Um, are you asking about one strategy or? Yeah, yeah. The, how to choose the best or strategy? Type of that, links? Yeah, to, uh, to get links. Again, uh, quite a broad question because, you know, depending on your niche, some niches, there are new niches. Mm-hmm. Uh, popping up and that's a great opportunity where you can rank number one in 24 hours I had this uh, uh, case where well, after I set up the domain I would rank in 24 hours to 48 hours in positions 1 to 5 with D- DR0 uh, so targeting those not super long tail but some national and some yeah, um, international keywords. So again, great content uh, wins. Uh, but in terms of link building, it's like this, you know, um, if you already rank like number five, for example, you need some links because, you know, your competition is spending on links. And then you just scan the competition and, and look what they're doing. Uh, you know, there are many ways to uh, break link building because... If you go too hard, and I've seen it happen, especially um, link swaps, for example, um, you know, sometimes going too hard on link building uh, will bring negative results. Mm-hmm. So uh, make it, making it varied is one of a one strategy that's pretty safe. That's why people like to, you know, have a little bit of everything, a little bit of get guest posts, press releases. Niche edits can be risky sometimes, but can be also very valuable. Um, mm-hmm. So um, really depends on your competitors. And now you have to take a lot of time, actually, to study your competitors, bo- both up and down, uh, because trends happen in intervals. And uh, in Google updates, you know, there can be some intervals where websites will start going down and they will go down for three, six, nine months. And then it'll go up again. Um, so uh, you have to watch these links, how they are built, in which intervals. And again, uh, you know, it's all, all about the competition. What, what is the competition doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mean like uh, we need to check out competitors and uh, provide the same link building campaigns, or we can uh, consider that we have uh for example you know uh, the reason why i'm asking about that because i see when uh, uh, some webmasters try to use almost all uh, popular link building campaigns but uh 
uh, I spoke with uh, webmasters who use just one, like PR or help of reporters out or guest posting, and they have results with that just to provide the one because, uh, you know, paying attention to one specific campaign uh, can help to get more links than trying, you know, to be jack of all trades. So can you tell how to use, <laughs> I mean, like multi-channel link building approach to win on different uh, link building uh, techniques? So the funny thing is like, I actually work with a lot of people involved with all kinds of link building from PR to Haro to PBNs to guest posts to niche edits, to profiles, web twos, web threes. <laughs> so it's something for everybody. And I think in many of them, of them you can be quite successful if you know what you're doing. Uh, some, of, some are more expensive than others. Some require more consistency than others. Uh, you can get a, a great wins with two, three guest posts per month, you know, for some, for a website. Or, you know, if, but if your competition is getting 100 links per month or thousands of links, now, you know, <laughs> there's your answer, you know. And, and if, if they are going up and getting those links, because not necessarily uh, you, they have to be winning getting all those links. Um, and, yeah, scanning the well, competition. Well, what do you think about guest posting? You know, because... Uh, Google shares many times that guest posting is a shady technique. It's uh, related to black hat technique, but uh, almost everyone can use this strategy. Uh, and I think it depends uh, on the right way of using. For example, once I asked John Mueller about uh, guest posting, I asked him uh, if uh, I use guest posting for the sake of creating brand awareness, uh, for uh, getting new uh, clients on from other websites. He told me, yes, and that way you can use it. So that's correct way. Uh, but if you use for the sake of getting links to write this uh, low, medium quality uh, guest post to share on other websites, uh, I, I'm not sure it can help. So any insights how to do it right? How to do guest posting, right? Yes. Um, make sure the content is high quality uh, and not some, you know, low quality, uh, low value content. Uh, make sure it's formatted correctly and it talks about the topic. And again, like satisfies the search intent. And then again, you will be rewarded because uh, Google, and again, you can just incorporate some structured data uh, before a lot of the guest posts you would see, they would be really low quality, meaning like no formatting, blocks of paragraphs, no headings. And now you can just simply <clears throat> break the paragraphs, add some headings, add a few images, and already you, the quality of your content goes sometimes dramatically up. And then you add a few bullet points, and then maybe uh, three answers and questions, and then it's pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Bart, uh, I have the question about mistakes. Can you list common mistakes that webmasters still do today and uh, your tips how to find a much better way? Uh, mistakes in like general link building? 
in SEO, yeah, you can take the whole SEO, yeah. Not tracking enough data. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you need that you need to analyze that data and being able to pinpoint the critical points and changes in time and correlate that with the changes on the websites or, or, or you know on page or off page uh, on page or off page seo like some of the links uh there are a lot of toxic toxic uh, links being built i've seen uh, so you have to always be aware of that like there are sometimes you can get hit with some japanese or chinese links and then you mm -hmm. maybe have to disavow them yeah okay uh, but i have the final question about uh what will you do today if you started from scratch uh if you have no experience in seo you didn't write any piece of content uh but you have uh i don't know the wish uh to uh learn seo and to get great results with that um I would start with writing. I would start to learn how to write content and try to try to get some writing jobs. Try to get better. Uh, learn how to provide great customer service. Get better at it. Um, you know, make a lot of content, write a lot, <laughs> and get better at it, and, and increase the prices, and work with clients, make them happy, improve your customer service, and then learn from them and. Uh, work even more and start your own side projects and and then uh, get more orders increase your prices and one day you'll start making money with your own project that's how we start again nice nice yeah i agree that writing is the foundation of any content writing is the most important element in seo because uh without great writing nothing can help you know uh, link building, uh, the best looking design, anything, uh, because writing is foundation and we can see Wikipedia ranks well, you know, uh, investor pay the many other websites ignore, um, uh, creating nice looking design, but they have high quality writing. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Writing is the most important, but it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you, tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you? Uh, so I'm mostly active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I write on my personal website, bartmagara.com. I also have my company website, uh, magaramarketing.com. But you can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm also on a few other marketplaces, uh, providing uh, quite a variety of services. But uh, then again, yes, you can talk to me on Facebook or uh, reach out to me uh, at, uh, yeah, nice, Messenger is, is fine. Thank you. Okay, guys, you, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love it. Valuable insights, guys. You need to follow Bart on Facebook and Instagram. You can find the links. And thanks for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.